If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome to the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough, the weekly gaming news show. We've got an absolutely packed show for you today and some breaking news, which is the EAFC 24 release date has just leaked and we've got the man who's reported on this on Mirror Gaming to join us today. Uh, we've also got some other news to talk about. We've got the Diablo 4 Season 1, what to expect from that uh, a bit later on this week. The remake train keeps rolling. Red Dead 2, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, when will it ever end? And also Xbox and Bethesda join Nintendo Gamescom 2023. We'll be talking about that and much more after the trailer. Are you prepared to go public with your KD online or? No. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. You see it in the back page of the mirror, you know, your deal agreed. I think the most important thing is just to have fun. What? Three tests? No, what button is it? I'm well. Hello. Oh! We're ready to come for the W, yeah? Ooh, 12. Ooh, here we go. If you can master Second Man Press, you will defend 10 times better. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the PSVR 2 headset. Hello and welcome to the Mirror Gamer Walkthrough. Uh, we've got an absolutely packed show for you today, as I said in the intro. Um, thank you so much for joining me both. Uh, Aaron, who's our resident Sony pony. Jasmine, I did not put that on. He put it on himself before he gets called out. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? You all right? Yeah, thank you very much uh, for having me. I, like you said, I've given myself that title due to all the anger that was festering in the comments <laughs> yeah. from that breakout video that appeared on the channel. I feed off of your anger. I feed off of your fury. You know, everything I said makes sense. That's why it hit deep. That's why it cut deep. But yeah, it's a yeah. pleasure to be here as always. Yeah. You just like Cristiano Ronaldo. You just perform at the highest level when you you're feeling that <laughs> the, the fans booing at you. Um, and on that topic, we've got our resident EAFC expert Lewis here to talk about everything EAFC related. Lewis, uh, so much, thank you so much for joining. How are you? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a while, but you know, I've seen the EAFC bat signal in the sky, and I've come out to help. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. You were you were called and you've answered that call. Uh, and we'll start with that because that's the big news. It's, it's broke about 20 minutes ago. Um, you can read it on the Mirror Gaming editorial, mirror.co.uk forward slash gaming. Uh, it'll be on their website. Um, but Lewis has been covering the fact that the EAFC 24 release that has been leaked by a high, what, highly reputable leaker and data miner today. Um, Lewis, you want to talk us through what's been leaked and what we can expect and what this data miner says as well? Yeah, so the leaks have pretty much confirmed the release date or reportedly confirmed the release date for EA Sports FC 24. So uh, there was all suspicion that it would be a similar release date to the past releases of FIFA uh, due to it, you know, aligning with the actual football season. And that's been confirmed with this leak. Uh, Friday, September 29th, 2023 is the re release date supposedly for EA Sports FC. Uh, the leaker also announced that the pre-orders 
uh, it would be for the standard edition and the ultimate edition. And ultimate edition players will get seven days early access to the game, meaning they can access the game from Friday, the September of the 22nd, which is four days more than last year in 2023. So you get a four day longer period. And if you're an EA Play member, where you get a 10 hour free early access, uh, for any FIFA title in the past, you get the same in EA Sports FC from the same date as the pre-order for the Ultimate Edition. So you can also access the game for 10 hours from Friday, September 22nd. So it's really exciting that it's been announced, um, you know, with July, just from the July, lots of news about EA Sports is coming out, EA FC, uh, and this is a big one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think something's really interesting for me as well about this leak is that it's it's very obvious as well that they refer to it as EA FC 24 yes. or EA Sports FC 24. We haven't had that confirmation yet. It's always been referred to from EA officially as EA, EA Sports FC is the name. But this sort of confirms or reportedly confirms that the there will be a numeral on the end of these games, just like we saw with the, with the FIFA series. Do you think that was always going to happen, in your opinion? Or do you think they were tempted to go with that one name? How, what do you think? I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think with the the number on the end, it sort of confirms that each year you're probably getting a new EA Sports FC. So like they did with FIFA, uh, and it takes away the the rumors, I guess, of having one game which has received yearly updates, for example, uh, which would, to be honest, bring in EA a lot less money. I think they did it that way. So uh, and also with the way FIFA is, you know, with the game updating all the time with new players, new transfers, new ratings, it would make sense to have uh, updates all the time in one game. So I think it's the only way to really to continue the series, the franchise with the new name. So, uh, yeah, it's not really a surprise. But like you said, it's not being confirmed yet by EA. We'll have to wait and see. But it's looking extremely likely uh, that's going to be a yearly release. Yeah, it's, it's just it's interesting, isn't it? It's the uh, it's a brand new EA Sports game. They've gone away from FIFA. They're doing their own thing. Everything's very new, and yet it feels very familiar. The fact that things are getting leaked, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. something that's that's been it's been happening again and again with the FIFA series. FIFA twenty three has probably been the worst FIFA for leaks. Every promo gets leaked a couple of days before. Every player gets leaked in the promos. We get everything leaked. Um, it seems like EA have got a real issue there in terms of the leaks, and that's just continued what it looks like with uh, with FC twenty four. Um, I mean, do, do you think it, does it as a as if you forget you're a journalist for a minute as a as a fan of the games, does that enhance your experience or detract from it? The fact that you you get oh. you get to know so much beforehand. I think it makes it so much worse. You know, days before a promo comes out, now you know who's going to be included in the squad. You know what the rating is going to be, what the stats are going to be. You know everything that could possibly be said. So when that announcement comes out, it takes away any surprise or that any yeah any of that element of surprise from it really. And what annoys me in a way is that it also really impacts the transfer market. I feel if it, say you know a new promo comes out this Friday and you've got a striker from France in the Premier League included that everyone knows about, people who can connect with him chemistry wise, their price rockets in value. Uh, and you know, it, it just it really impacts how everything goes, and I just think it's that fact. I used to love logging on to you know FIFA six PM on a Wednesday, team of the week squads out. Yeah, and you didn't know who was going to be in it, and then you get surprised. You'd be, oh, where's that player? Where's that player? But then there could be a, an inclusion that really you know really excited you. Um, but you just you don't get that anymore. It's the same with like actual real life football transfers. There's no longer the days of uh, you know 
being surprised by the announcement. You got someone tweeting out millions of things before of every single step of the way. And it's the same with, yeah. with FIFA. And it looks like it's going to be the same with the eSports FC because, like you mentioned, the leaks have been happening for months with eSports FC. Uh, obviously, there's been no announcement from EA yet on anything, so we can't say yeah. if they're going to be true or not. But once we start getting announcements from EA, which we should be getting soon, hopefully, um, we'll start to see if, if the supposed leaks are, are true or not, are real. And then, you know, if they are, I feel like EA have got a real problems on their hands for the next year. Yeah, and judging by the release window of this leak as well, what what the what this leak particular leaker has said, it seems like they're following a similar pattern to previous FIFA releases in the in the lead up to FIFA titles, which also points to the fact that we may be getting news next week because that's normally mid July when we're getting news from EA Sports FC. So if we get news next week, then we know that you know that they're going to follow a similar pattern, and then it, it makes that leak all the more substantial and more credible, I suppose, as well, um, which is really interesting. But, um, Aaron, I want your take on this, because I know you're not a big uh, football simulation player yourself, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, uh, but do, what, how do you feel about leaks in general? Do, do, do you feel like, it, as a gamer, it's exciting to see leaks and stuff, or do you feel like it ruins the release? Or how, What's your opinion on it? Yeah, no, I'm. I, it's, it, we're in a unique position, right? In that, like, we're privy to a couple of things, not everything. Like, uh, ahead of like, you know, things being efficient, which, which I, I get it. I get the appeal. It's kind of like, hoo hoo, tee hee hee hee. Isn't it yeah. cool to know what's going on? But then, just speaking from Lewis's point, I can see like how on like a a weekly or a monthly basis, having these surprises like constantly spoiled, because mm. we were talking about before going live. Actually, like we were seeing like. The source was corroborated from uh, the same source that regularly leaks the PlayStation yeah. Plus lineup ahead of time yeah. as well. Hence, yeah. that's why we all think that it's pretty reliable, like September 29th sound feasible. And for me personally, I don't care as much about PlayStation Plus games as I used to. But like back in the day, if I was like, you know, it'd be like opening a Christmas present. And we just saw that today, um, not to detract from the topic too much, but like Xbox come out of nowhere today. We didn't know it was happening. Bang. GTA 5, if you're an Xbox Game Pass member, there you go. It's ready for you to download now. And yeah, I know I'm the one bringing up Xbox Game Pass this time, but it's in a good light for once. Um, so yeah, leaks, they're, they're, they're <laughs> a bit ever, of a bummer. I know. Ticking off the bingo card already. <laughs> oh, damn. With that one. Uh, but no, I, I know it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think we've seen when we first started covering FIFA, Lewis, it was... We had we had the privilege of having have a whole week of oh okay we think this promo is coming out on Friday based on previous we can do a predictions piece on that for the week so that we can let people know what we think we can use our knowledge to let people know what what people think is coming same for the team of the week as well um, and that's that element of our coverage is just gone because we just can't by the yeah. time we even think of our predictions it's it's leaked already um and i think it uh, also really impacts ea like every yeah. wednesday or thursday they would tease a squad they put a loading yep. screen on ultimate team where they have the new card design which no one's seen before you'd have a nation and a stat like just one it's really really minimal details but you have people guessing it just brought a whole like exciting element to the game which is now no longer there at all so if you see one of these loading screens now you're like well that's that player and that's that player because i've seen it three days ago um and like yeah the original leak in the past you see nowhere near the scale it is now it used to be you know if a squad came out on a friday uh, you might get like a few hours before one or two players. It's like, oh, here's these players. They're going to be in the squad. 
and that was quite enjoyable. But now it is, you know, three days in advance before the sleeper comes out. You've got every single player, every card, every stat, you know, every SBC, every objective, any packs that are going to be in the store. You know absolutely everything in advance. And I think it just takes so much out of the game, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've got the piece here um, live on the uh, the mirror.co.uk, Forces Gaming uh, site, so you can go and check that out there um, as well. Um, on the topic of leaks, can I just ask, like, why do you think they keep on happening? Like, this isn't EA specific, but it's mm. kind of like, surely they, they've been happening long enough now that, like, who is leaking this information and why can't they, like, plug it? Yeah. I don't get it. I think it's, yeah, the question of how they, how they stop it is the main debate because it just seems like now if you search like FIFA 23 leaks on social and Twitter, for example, there's hundreds of accounts tweeting the same stuff. You don't know who's yeah. the original source of them, but mm. we have our like ideas like, you know, Footchair is a very reliable leaker. He's always correct. Yeah. He's usually the first to announce it. Um we just don't know how it happens really you feel like it's got to be some sort of inside source that's selling the information or even just make accounts themselves we didn't know what they're really getting from it because it just yeah if i was if you were an inside source and you weren't selling the information you were just making your own account to you know tweet it there's no benefit from that at all i feel like you know yeah yeah, we. I think I would agree. Um, we've got a few comments in the chat. Jasmine's in the chat. Hi, Jasmine. Thank you so much for joining us. She says, I hate leaks, but I'm addicted to looking at them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's different for us because we're we're sort of covering the game as well. And leaks for us are frustrating because we, we like being the guys. We like being the people to tell you the news, I suppose, and, and let you know what's happening. Um, but yeah, as, as a fan, I, I'm guessing it, it could be quite nice to hear things early and stuff. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting way of thinking about it. I think um, Lewis will know. In a few years ago, there was a big uh, scandal um, in the FIFA Ultimate Team community where it was it was basically alleged that internal EA Sports um, employees were selling um, Ultimate Team items for real money. Uh, on the black market on like facebook marketplace or things like that with basically contacting players and saying if you give me 600 quid i'll transfer you this player into your account um which obviously is why it's really against the terms conditions and it's not against the law as such but basically puts a monetary value on that item and then that's when that's when it could be classed as gambling if that was the case. Um, it's it's kind of like insider so, tra- trading as well to a certain extent because you know exactly. what it's going to be. Yeah. And I just so, want to cooperate. Yeah. yeah. No, go oh, I was just going to say the B- Facebook marketplace is the black market. You're right. I yeah. can yeah. cooperate <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know if I've actually told this on the podcast, but I don't know if I'll ever have a chance to say it again. But the reason I might be um, predisposed to not being into FIFA that much is because when I was got my first part-time job I was like halfway through a shift when all of a sudden I started getting notifications through my phone and it was like thank you for your purchase thank you for your purchase thank you for your purchase on my Sony account and it was someone who just like bought a shed load of FIFA no. points like I want to say really? like 50 60 quids worth and since that day I've that never <laughs> well exactly it's because I didn't yeah. have a, I, was nowadays, part, I was a nowadays, teenager part-time you, you one pack <laughs> I guess you one pack oh nowadays that. <laughs> yeah that tells you how long ago that was then cool <laughs> yeah but I think I think that just to go back on what we just said, I think if if there's people we work at EA Sports who allegedly did that because we we 
we did a full investigation. We spoke to the people that were affected. We got screenshots. We got videos. We got the proof that it was happening. And from that moment, we we obviously reported that, and EA, EA responded with a really strong statement, and it stopped happening. But the fact that with people internally who are willing to basically gift players from like an internal system because it's impossible to do that in game. Like there's no other way of getting an untradeable icon into your account without opening a pack or something. They were going straight into the account. It it seems to me like these leaks are happening into some someone somewhere internally providing this information. Um because at this stage it just got so the leaks are so correct. Um it just can't be from anyone else, really. Um, That's the fact. It's like it's down to the exact yeah. stat. Even the in-game stats, they know the exact yeah. attributes each player has. Um, yeah. And the only way you think you figure yeah. that out is by being internal in the company. Yeah. Well, the thing but we're the... not mentioning is that Lewis's uncle works at EA as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I uh, wish we'd have, we'd have the inside source and that was true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't. Just for anyone, Lewis Uncle does not work for EA. I have, I have uh, no just inside joke. In <laughs> yeah. <gaming area>. yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I can think is that um, I, I'm not privy to the world of data mining, and I, I sort of know how it works because there are ways that you can get into internal systems, and there's like raw data there that you sort of have to interpret. Um, do you know much about this, Aaron? I've heard a lot about data leakers. There is ways to go into like the source pages of different websites. Yeah. And I have I have done it before, trying to have a look at stuff. It's very, very difficult to do that. But do you think possibly that might be a reason that there's so many leaks with that game? I don't know, because my experience with data mining specifically are, are like um, in relation to like cut content for games that have already released. Like you'll yeah. often hear maybe a couple of months later or after a big game's released, it's like like uh, the, the highest profile example I can think of is Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain which obviously had a very torturous production uh, cycle. There was a breakup between um, Konami and Hideo Kojima. And then after the game released, it was like, oh, here's this mysterious chapter. There's reference to it here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but, it's, yeah. but in terms of like, you know, I don't, you know, I hold my hands up. I'm not entirely sure how like foot points and like team of the week and all that stuff happens. But my impression is that it happens so up to the minute. And so like it's, it's constantly updated, right? So it has to be a source within EA, at least in my opinion. I don't know if this is a fact or not, uh, but Lewis brings up a good point. I, I don't know what they're, they're getting out of it. So like yeah. on the data mining side, I don't think there would be anything to data mine necessarily, because as you said, Nathan, it's really hard to do, but also yeah. it's like, what are you, what you'd be mining yourself, at least in my head, that's how it works. But I might yeah. Be wrong. What I do know is within EA sports, there's a content team who do all the content for foot. Um, and the, they're the people that manage the foot database, add these new items, you know, do SBCs. There's a, the whole a whole team who, who manages that. Um, so unless someone's got access to that database, it's very hard to leak the players that are going to be included, because we don't know as players what what if there was no leaks at all, as I said before, we wouldn't know the players that have been added to foot until the very minute that EA tweet it out or they press the button at 6 p.m. Normally, it's UK, five, 6 p.m. UK time on a Wednesday or Friday, a promo normally drops. Um, so Team of the Week's normally Wednesday and a big promo is normally Friday. Until that button is pressed at 6 p.m. and the players get added to the game, we can see them. No one knows, apart from internal, which players are coming. So that would that would basically back up what, what you said, Aaron, there with, with, uh, I feel with like the leaks. A... A way you could try and get rid of it, if, if I was EA, which is me, uh, 
is on that. You, are you watching? Theme, yeah, if you're of, watching, yeah. Yeah. listen on that whole show your uncle. Theme, <laughs> take for each once a week, have like one person taken off the content team until yeah. the leaks go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one yeah, person yeah, yeah, comes yeah. off from yeah. he's cut off from any information for a week and nothing is announced, and you sort of know, okay, well, that's a bit fishy, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So at well, the same time, yeah. it could be like eight out of eight people who are in on it, and then it just continues, and it could be well out of proportion by now so why don't they just replace their entire content team though like <laughs> if that is the problem i'm not being i don't want anyone to lose their jobs or whatever but i was gonna say <laughs> no, no. but i was also gonna say like i imagine they're very difficult to like uh fire anyway because of the things they already know and like how it works anyway so i don't know you might want to keep them sweet you might want to do the opposite <laughs> yeah well I, did, we, I don't know how the system works but it's uh like yeah, yeah. feed everyone false information and see if that goes out like yeah i like lewis's oh, yeah. russian roulette kind of approach yeah, yeah. i feel it's, like i've seen yeah. that in a film is it like the godfather or something like that i've seen where they oh. round up the leaker at the rat or I, something there, or the there's departed. something where like it's the departed, the yeah they make them all the sit in a room and that's got it right down on there haven't they yeah. another method <laughs> yeah. is you could tell them all different things and then the one that makes it out is like oh it's that one i told this person that you know yeah, yeah. there has been some things with foot sheriff in particular i think foot, foot sheriff aaron if you don't know who he is or that foot sheriff foot oh this sheriff. is a leaker not a guy a who works at EA. okay no foot, foot sheriff <laughs> is, is a leaker on twitter foot sheriff has got more followers on twitter than the official ea help account that's crazy yeah. a million followers unbelievable he's they're clearly good at what they do what can you say when so when they started where so there's been a few times lewis um i'm talking about the ronaldo what there was a ronaldo card wasn't that was supposed to come ronaldo sbc he really picked it up he put out exclusive like this coming to that was two years ago or last last year fifa 22 i think I think I think it might have been last year, but yeah. For context, Aaron, this Ronaldo card is probably the best card in the game. Uh, very rare. It's the blue eyes white dragon of FIFA, essentially. Yeah, lose <laughs> it will be released. It will be released as an SPC, which means anyone can complete him. Anyone can get him. Uh, unlike a pack where it's complete chance, like anyone has the ability to get this card. That was the context behind it. So it was, yeah, he said it was coming to Ultimate Team to an SBC. Really picked it up. Gabriel you know, Jesus Footmus. Do you remember that? Do you remember that thing? As yeah. Well? Yeah. Um, By the way, yeah, they there never has came been times. Yeah. <laughs> there has been times where it, it seems like that maybe has been trying to happen internally, where they feed information or something happens where they say this yeah. is coming and they pull it at the last minute. Maybe they are doing those sort of tests, but it hasn't helped because the le- the leaks are more well, rampant than ever. So even recently, I think it must have been a mistake, but I'm pretty sure that a few leakers announced that Muller will be coming to the mm. uh, shapeshifter squad, mm. uh, and he hasn't received a card. Neither Muller, mm. not the icon or the Bayern Munich one. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, yeah. And they all came out after being like, "Oh, apologies, we were wrong on this one. It was like a one-off." Yeah. Uh, but obviously, like loads tweeted that he'd be coming to the squad because obviously someone's given up the information to everyone yeah. and yeah. then they all apologize so there wasn't like an original source for it yeah well let's just i mean i think for players and us it'd be better that if there was no leaks uh and i hope that ea can can stop the leaks because um yeah it'd just be better for everyone and i think something that did give me hope was that ea sports fc wasn't leaked before it was announced um mm. so there's hope there that they know that maybe there's a, a people a group of people they can trust internally and whether whether they're not on the content team or not is 
Yeah, but look what's happened know, now. Look what's yeah. just happened. Yeah. But I mean, I they're a data miner, aren't they? Um, is it Bill? Uh, is it uh, Bill Bill Cun? They're a data miner, aren't they? And Lika. So, well, I guess we'll just see because, like, the logo that was never leaked once. That wasn't leaked. That came out. Yeah. They really wanted it to. That didn't come out at all, which was yeah. um, quite a surprise based off their track record yeah. with the leaks. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, we'll see. There's so many leaks around there right now, like women's yeah. players and ultimate team and yeah. online career mode. And yeah. there's hundreds of different leaks. So, you know, we'll see I'm when gonna, they I'm... finally announce the game. Are they in there or not? Yeah. I'm going to guess that there's a ball in it and that you have to get it in the back <laughs> of the net in order to win, Ooh. ideally. Yeah. We don't Call know me. yet. That would be groundbreaking. That was <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, Watch this space, everyone. Yeah, there's a lot of uncle chat in our <laughs> uh, in our chat, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Go. So uh, James is in. Thanks so much for watching, James. Uh, I hope you well, mate. Uh, he says Uncle Bobby Kotick. Yeah, there's no there's no Uncle Bobby Kotick in this in this in this chat. Don't worry. Um, Jasmine also says Aaron's uncle works at Sony. Well, of course. Nathan's at Xbox, and Lewis has one at EA. Bloody hell, you guys are well connected. Um, <laughs> Jasmine, stop talking about it. Yeah. How did they get our news? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, there's also stuff that wasn't leaked. So David Jackson, VP of brand at EA Sports, who we interviewed a couple of weeks ago ahead of the launch of EA Sports FC, um, went on a La Liga live stream to talk a bit more about Hypermotion V, which is the um, the successor to Hypermotion 2.0, which will consist of 80 times the amount of animations of FIFA 23, including 590 million frames of advanced 11v11 game capture. Um, uh, he said, we're going to blur the lines between virtual and real football integrating Hawkeye technology with player position engagement for La Liga matches to fuel Hypermotion V. Um, it also says that the more matches that are played in EA Sports FC, the more real the experience becomes because the machine learning algorithm learns more about... Um, oh, I'm under arrest. I've been talking too much about it. Um, They're coming for your sirens. uncle. Yeah, <laughs> the sirens are going off. Um but yeah, so that that was announced um, earlier this week uh, on the La Liga livestream channel. So um, and we hadn't heard that before. That hadn't been leaked. So maybe that gives us hope for the future. Um, but just for everyone watching, thank you so much for watching. We've just talked about the EAFC release date being leaked as Friday, September 29th, uh, reportedly. And the Ultimate Edition reportedly will get you access from Friday, the 22nd of September, which is very early. And we don't know anything else yet. But when we get more news, we will let you know. Um Let's go on to our next topic then. Uh, shall we go on to the remake train that keeps rolling? Because I know Aaron's got some thoughts about that. Um, over the last week or so, uh, we've got reports that Red Dead Redemption, Far Cry, and then Assassin's Creed Black Flag potentially all could could have remakes in the works. Um, we've seen uh, a couple of remakes this year already with Dead Space and Resident Evil 4 as well. Um the remake try and keep rolling. Uh, this segment is gonna <laughs> kind of be called. Um, Aaron, are you excited? Are you disappointed? How, how do you feel? Get, tell us. Come on, tell tell the people. Uh, this year has been a great year for games, as I'll keep saying. Like it's un unprecedented in my. I think we're gonna look back at twenty twenty three and be like, wow, that was a banger of a year. And in part, I think that is due to. The excellent remakes we ha we've had, Dead Space, as you said, Nathan, Resident Evil 4, as you said. We also had Metroid Prime Remastered, which is called Remastered, but uh, it's, it's basically a remake with all new visuals. Um, yeah. And the fact that 
so out of the three you mentioned, because they're all different cases, I feel like two are almost a guarantee. That be that being Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and Red Dead Redemption, the original. Red Dead Redemption is my favorite Rockstar game. Uh, even above any of the GTAs, probably even above uh, really? Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. What an amazing game it was. Like so oh, when it came out 2010, what a time ago that was. But basically that is pretty much guaranteed because not only has the South Korean rating board basically revealed that it exists and nothing, you know, they don't rate things just because they fa- they want to like will it in into existence. Um, I, I was listening to an episode of the Sacred Symbols podcast where basically that the host of that podcast, Colin Moriarty, is a well- uh dialed in uh ex-journalist he basically was as he was talking he was like looking at a screenshot that was like oh yeah this is coming like i'm look, look everything i've got here it's coming soon and he predicted we could be seeing it in um like august and actually in august and out in september and let me tell you if red dead redemption comes out this year which it probably will what a year for remakes this has been what a year for games this has been um have either of you guys ever played the original red dead redemption at all Nathan no. shaking his head. No, no. I, but I would love to. I, I would love a remaster of it just to, yeah. just to experience it. Absolutely. Well, the, the interesting thing with this is because Red Dead Redemption 2 is a prequel to this one, yeah. came out 2018, I want to say, maybe 2019. Um, they basically put half of the original Red Dead's map in the back half of Red Dead Redemption 2. So basically right. since that game released, everyone was like, oh, well, clearly they got to be working towards a Red Dead Redemption remake because half the work's already done. And then the rumor was uh a, a couple of years ago when the gta definitive edition released and they were botched because they outsourced it to a team called grove street games and they weren't very well received the rumor was that the red dead remake was shelved but obviously that clearly wasn't the case because south korea is rating it we've got industry insiders saying okay yeah we've seen it and we talked to people that confirm that this is coming oh if this comes out september time starfield's gonna have competition let me tell you that now Ooh. starfield and fifa and, and non-fifa eafc yeah. 24 yeah. So yeah, and then I've got like a whole. I could go on a whole tirade about the Assassin's Creed Black Flag remaster uh, remake, and how it's not necessary. But you know, this is a game that is still technically stranded on PlayStation. It never came mm-hmm. to PC. Um, yeah. You can play it on Xbox Series X if you own a physical disc. You can put it in, and it will run it at 4K. But other than that, this game is locked off to the PS3 generation. So it'd be good to to have it back. Yeah, I'm just watching watching the trailer. I've, uh, coming 2010, so this game is yeah 13 years yeah. old. Uh, this is a game I, I uh, definitely do want to play. So uh, this is like one of the few which uh, has really really interests me, and I hear so many good things about it as well. So I think a remake would I'd love to try that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, how how annoying must the South Korea ratings board be for <laughs> guys publishers? The fact that they just I, I think haven't they got form for this? I, I'm sure I've heard this happen to a number of different titles before, where that stuff just gets rated and then it's like, oh, that's coming. Sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like form. out of all the other different ratings boards, it's always them that leak that leak it first. And you'd think yeah. that, but if it's not them, it's like a retailer from around that area yeah. as well. So it's kind of it's funny. Because the exciting thing about this is the fact that they're already submitting it for a rating without having already announced it means that it's going to be a surprise drop. Like, yeah. there's no way they're going to announce it. And, like, and it's coming January next year because it's rated. It's gone gold. I think I think it, a game has to go gold before it gets rated. Um, don't quote me on that. I might be wrong. But anyway, it's basically done. So, um, like I said, like you, 
we've got a prime example on this podcast. Nathan Lewis, neither of you have played the game. We got Tom Tom Lynch in the chat. I don't know if you want to read out his uh, comment, Nathan, but he's yeah, a, a fellow Red Dead brother in arms. One of his favourite games of all time, a special one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. And obviously, you know, yeah. Thomas has got a uh, good taste in games because he's also a big fan of the Batman Arkham games as well. So, and he's also a Call of Duty player, so sort of balances well, it out as well. Um, uh, you've played Call of Duty loads of times. Yeah, but I know it, it's flawed. It's flawed. So uh, <laughs> I know it's <laughs> relapsed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, Lewis, is there any other games you'd want to see being me- remade? Okay, it's it's hard to. Oh, what about FIFA want... 98 on the PS1? Get well, that no, remade. Yeah. Take like, us back to the good pro... days of FIFA 12, yeah. Imagine Pro Evo 5 remaster. What remastered? Adriano, Recaba, <laughs> Oberfemme Martins. Oh, yeah, all the, old, all the old players, yeah. yeah. That'll be, yeah, yeah, that'll be, I think, that they're trying to do something like that in FIFA, aren't they, with the legends and icons and stuff, but it's not yeah. push enough. I think that'd yeah. be a great idea, like classic teams. Like, yeah. Uh, the 1999 triple winning team. Put them in the put them in the game. Yeah. Get the old it. commentators back as well. Get Andy Gray. Get the, like the Kanda uh, can, uh, or oh, or is Andy he not in Gray. favor these days? I, I, that's not the less we can talk about Andy Gray, the better. Once you get this podcast in about football, Google Andy Gray, and yeah. you you will understand. Uh, he is no longer in the. Uh, <laughs> In the football, <laughs> football, football <laughs> world, but, but Martin Tyler about... would be, uh, would be that. Yeah, there you Martin go. I was just you got gotta get Peter Drury on it. Peter Drury has to be, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom's um, also saying Arkham Origins yeah. is the worst of them, though. Yeah, Aaron. Listen, Tom. I know he's trying. To, he's trying to poke the bear here. He knows how much I love Arkham Origins, and I know how much he loves it as well because he's got the um, he's got the same collector's edition statue that I've got. Um. It's, it's a really good game that Rocksteady don't tend to acknowledge. And we're seeing that again because it's not technically a remake, but the Arkham Trilogy is finally, finally coming to Nintendo Switch in September. Yeah. It was announced in that Direct that you, Nate, that you and Scott yeah. uh, reacted to. Um, surprised to run. Oh, I cannot wait to see how Arkham Knight runs on a Switch. My God. But then, what? we? I mean, we were all laughing when Witcher 3 was announced for a Nintendo Switch. And I, I beat Witcher 3 because it was on Switch, basically. This was right. like pre-Steam Deck age. Yeah. But be- before we get too far off the um the football remake chat, yeah, you could remake a classic game. I think it was FIFA 98 that had the rut 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 rat about like all the classic soundtracks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's back in the game now. Music copyright. Yeah. Is it? Is it back in the game? That's back in the game, yeah. They released a like a, a classic playlist. Yeah, they did. Oh, bit, they did a bit of good by Mr. Rafe by the Who's Ears. Get oh, what a tune. Oh, there you go. Sam Smith. But also, Sam Smith. But also, do you remember a game on the PS2 called Red Card? Remake that. Oh, Let's get it done. No, Infinite well, no fouls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rivals. Let's let's get that remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Absolutely. It's true. Yeah. And uh, talking about remakes, uh, we've got as you mentioned, Aaron. There's rumours that Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag will be remade. Um, we know that Ubisoft have got a game called Skull and Bones. Oh yeah, which has been delayed cancelled like well so many times it's just going round and round and round do you think this is ubisoft going okay skull and bows isn't working let's just put all that let's just use all the assets for black flag do you think that's what they're doing or what's your thoughts on it I think there's some truth to that in the sense that they've sunk so much money into Skull and Bones now. Like, I can't remember when it was announced, but it was probably around about the mid-2010s initially. And literally, it's only the only mention of um, Skull and Bones 
uh, at the Ubisoft Forward press conference, which I was at, was that singing segment followed by a look forward to a beta later on this year. And it was like, okay, you're going to tell us about when the game's coming out because it was due for release towards the end of last year and then they pulled it last minute. Yeah. But um, I think... Yeah, there, there'd clearly be a lot of shared assets because the, the funny thing is, is that when Skull and Bones was announced, people were like, oh, great, we're going to get a pirate game. Just like it might look and feel a lot like Assassin's Creed, but we're basically going to get a standalone pirate game that plays and looks like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but isn't weighed down by all the modern storytelling and the weird sort of abstergo stuff that tends to bog down Assassin's Creed Black Flag. So in a weird way, we've come full circle. My argument against the Assassin's Creed Black Flag remake is that you can st- it still looks beautiful today and you can still play it on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X because there's a version available f- for it on PS4 and Xbox One. And that's why I can understand the need for remakes when there's a call for um, accessibility, when a game that looks of interest... That, I mean, look how beautiful this game looks. Yeah, like This game came out in 2013. It was like a PS4 launch title and yet it still looks stunning. And I feel like when the Dead Sp- before the Dead Space remake was announced, people were like, Dead Space probably still looks and plays fine. And it does. But then when you put them side by side, then there's like a massive difference. With this one, I don't think you'll get as big a difference because it's not it's not leaving you wanting in terms of like lighting shadows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, if it is a true ground up remake, which it has to be, it can't just be a remaster because it's already available on like current consoles, like I said. The amount of time, money, and resources that's going to go into making a game that a lot of people have already played. Many people cite Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag as their favorite entry in the franchise. Whenever you ask someone about what's the best Assassin's Creed, two always come up. Assassin's Creed 2 with Ezio and Assassin's Creed 4 with Edward. So the fact that, okay, they botched it with Skull and Bones because it's not a single-player pirate game like everybody wanted. It's this weird asynchronous multiplayer thing where you kind of play as the ship, but you can get off your boat when you're not battling, weird things like that that nobody wanted, like a PvP with pirate ships, which Sea of Thieves has done you know, pretty well, except it's not just PvP. There's so much more to it. The fact that they'd rather remake Black Flag as opposed to just creating a separate pirate game or creating a sequel to Black Flag with a new story, like that's what I prefer mm. over a remake. But just from my little micro bubble on Twitter, I think I'm clearly in the minority because people are like, Black Flag, woo. And I'm like, guys, you can play Black Flag now. Do it. Play it on <laughs> yeah. Switch if you want. Yeah. It's yeah. it looks and plays beautiful. Like, yeah. So that bit annoys me a bit. Like, and I feel like people are getting a bit overzealous with these remakes now. Like we've had mm. a couple of hits, Dead Space, Resident Evil 4. Uh, Resident Evil 2 really kicked it off a couple of years ago. But now everyone's like, just remake everything, even if it doesn't need a remake. Yeah. Very strange. Games that you can play now on current gen consoles to be remade, that seems yeah. weird to me. Yeah. Like well, you and can this game play it now. Oh, this game's so large as well. It's like yeah. so big because you can go on like to the islands and stuff. I'm like I mean they yeah. they're having trouble getting a Sands of Time remake out. Yeah. <laughs> like they announced yeah. that like three years yeah. ago and then they delayed yeah. it at the beginning of this year. It's still not got a release date. Yeah. If I was Ubisoft before and in fairness to them, this leaked, it wasn't them announcing yeah, that yeah. the remake is coming. But the fact yeah. that it's even being entertained, I'm like, guys, get a Sands of Time remake out because that game isn't available to play on PS4 even. PS4 Just, Xbox yeah, One. Pointless, so. doesn't it? Yeah. Are there um on like the topic of remakes, I guess it's sort of on topic. Um, you obviously know a lot more about this than me. Are there any games which like in development should have been made but never got released that are like big games that you'd like to see? As in games that are announced that have just like never come out? Yeah. Come or out. like even games that are like were ages ago, like were in development and just were never released. Like it just went dead. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, again, to use the Ubisoft example, there's that Beyond Good and Evil 2 game, which mm. was was a bit weird because they had Joseph Gordon-Levitt come out on stage at the like E3 conference <laughs> where they last showed it. It was just a big cinematic trailer and it looked like an entirely different game. The original Beyond Good and Evil was a PS2 action adventure, kind of like a a Zelda game where you were in this cool steampunk cyberpunk world. And then suddenly they've transferred, transferred it into this like massive big cityscape where you're joined by multiple characters. So that game, I they've not technically canceled it, but I doubt we'll be seeing it anytime soon. Mm. And then before that, the last guardian was kind of like this white whale of like, is it ever going to come out? Is it ever going to come out? And then lo and behold, it did come out on the, in the PS4 generation. But in terms of games that have been announced that I'd like to see come out, uh, I, I'm struggling to think of anything like this. Yeah, I don't know. But I agree with you, Lewis. Like, focus on the games you've announced and are trying to get out like Skull and Bones as opposed to pouring your effort into other things. <laughs> I guess the oh, Nathan, well, it's, you said it's a leak, yeah. but it's probably just to keep people happy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just looking yeah. at a list of games, high-profile games announced that have no release date. Uh, we've got um, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. We've already mentioned that. Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, well. yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, so Genevieve that was announced. A whole article about twenty E three games that were never released, um, which is really interesting to look through because I, I recognise the name of a lot of these games and I remember them being announced, uh, and I just can't remember. Um, Hit us with them. Let's go. Scalebound, cancelled. Um, cancelled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> loads of Star Wars games. Uh, Tom oh, thirteen, Rambo. Yeah, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Patriots, uh, Wild, uh, oh. Strong E3 Showcase, um, a couple of other ones, uh, Battle Cry, Agent, Brothers in Arms, Furious oh. 4. So Agent was, um, that's from the PS3 generation, and that was actually a Rockstar game. Where and they now had... E3's 2007. Yeah, and it, the thing is, like, it was announced in 2007. Nobody had heard uh, from it since, but Rockstar kept renewing the IP name for like multiple right, years after, okay. assuming that it was still coming, but they've not, they've never touched it since. And to answer Lewis's question, Star Wars 1313 would be a great game to get released. It'll never happen, but if people aren't familiar, <laughs> go and look up the gameplay for Star Wars 1313 because it looked awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're just watching the Skull of Bones gameplay overview here that was released. 11 months ago uh mm. will be available november 8th which it won't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can confirm that it won't um will we ever see this will, will this ever see the light of day how how uh, confident are you based on this gameplay trailer like it i said looks, it, it looks sort of semi-ready do you know like, what i i think the problem is is they've sunk too much money into it it's changed yeah. like trajectories like midway through development i would guess and now ubisoft just don't know what to do with it like do we yeah. make it free to play because it's probably not going to sell that well if i had yeah. to guess i'm going to use it again unfortunately guys if i was ubisoft right now i'd be like just sell it to microsoft for how many millions and get it on game pass <laughs> yeah. for day one like that would like because i think the morbid curiosity yeah. of people would get that yeah. would is yeah What's the uh, going right at the moment for 60, 68 billion for an acquisition? So I'm sure you'd yeah. be happy with that. Yeah, um, yeah but, a um, couple of other, yeah. couple of others. Sorry, a couple of others to mention. In the Valley of the Gods, um, time elapsed since announcement two years, four months. It was announced at the 2017 Game Awards, a first person, first person adventure game set in 1920s Egypt. Um, mm. There's also Witch, 
yeah, which fire from developer the astronauts was also announced at 2017, still in development apparently. Um, <laughs> Skull and Bones, since it was announced uh, in E3 2017. Yeah, I told mid 2010. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Payday Three was first confirmed in May 2016. That's finally coming out. Finally Preview coming out. for that came yeah, out this yeah. month. Yeah, it exists. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Talos Principle Two. That's coming Still out. Still in development. That's coming out. This, this needs to be updated. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which <laughs> website I'm on, but this this website needs to be updated. Uh, Two Worlds Three was announced four years ago. Not a confusing title at all. Two Worlds no, Three. I know. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Uh, yeah. System Shock Three was announced four years, four oh. months ago. We just got the remake for. System Shock, funny enough. The oldest game on this list, uh, Dead Island 2. We've got that, haven't we? It came out this year. It yeah. came out, yeah. We, yeah. we streamed it with Shivani. Yeah, that was yeah, we did, five yeah. years, ten months uh, since this article was last updated. Star Citizen is playable, but it's still in alpha. <laughs> um, Hell Raid was announced seven years ago. Nathan, you're just making up game names now. Hell Raid. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely on. So... Uh, <laughs> Agent was first announced 10 years, 10 months ago, apparently. Yeah, and we still yeah. haven't got it. Um, but wow. you've already mentioned Beyond Good and Evil 2. Is that you've yeah. mentioned that already? So that was yeah. first announced 11 years and 10 months ago. There was a gameplay demo. I think that's the current, like, world if it's a world record, like, record holder yeah. for the longest time between announcement and yeah, we've never cancelled it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 they're keeping it in their back pocket, sort of thing. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a comment uh, from Will. Hi, uh, Will. Thanks so much for watching, mate. Um, he said, FIFA Street Remake. Oh, yes. Oh, FIFA Street. No, that's Volta, amazing. Though. Volta is the worst game mode that's gone on FIFA <laughs> in years. It's awful. It's so bad. I would don't actually saying that. The mini games are fun. The mini games are fun. You've got yeah, some friends yeah. to play with. The mini yeah, games are good. Yeah. But the actual like FIFA Street sort of style of it doesn't work. You need to bring up the classic yeah. OG... FIFA yeah. Street, if three of Peter Crouch. Yeah. I was yeah, just going to say, FIFA Street 3 is the one where they got a bit, uh, shall we say, creative with the character designs, right? They were like yeah. elongated and yeah, everybody looked like Peter Crouch yeah. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, and talking of uh, new things happening, um, Xbox and Bethesda will join Nintendo at Gamescom 2023. Um Xbox and Bethesda have got a very busy year, but they've squeezed it into their schedule for 2023. Um, so their presence at Gamescom 2023 was confirmed by the official Gamescom Twitter account earlier today. Uh, they said, breaking, Xbox and Bethesda will join us on the show floor for Gamescom 2023. Uh, fellow industry titan Nintendo announced back in April that we'd be attending, uh, but Sony, by extension PlayStation, reportedly won't be at the event. That's according to Games Market, a German uh, publication uh, via VGC. Um, obviously, their presence at Gamescom makes sense considering that Starfield will be announced less than two uh, will be released less than two weeks after the event uh, closes on August twenty seventh of this year, and then they've also got Forza Motorsport coming out in October as well. Um, games. It seems like. Do you think Sony are missing out with all these all these publishers suddenly deciding and tech giants suddenly coming to Gamescom? Do you feel like Sony have sort of they've assumed that no one's going to go? So they got nah, but then everyone's everyone's actually going now. It seems like maybe they might get yeah. FOMO. 
in a month or two. <laughs> yeah, obviously the the annoying thing is is that like to have an exhibit at a convention the size of um Gamescom takes months and months in the planning. Yes. So yeah. I honestly feel like if PlayStation were going, we'd probably hear about it right now. I was mm-hmm. until this news broke, I was under the impression that maybe I'd heard somewhere that PlayStation did confirm it was going, but clearly I must have been misinformed. But is in, it makes a lot of sense now for Nintendo back in April because the whole yeah. thing was it's like, well, after Zelda, what have they really got? And then two weeks ago, we got, oh, they've got like three or four big games coming out mm. before the end of the year, actually. Like they're they're giving the Nintendo Switch the appropriate swan song. I know Scott uh, Scott McRae is a freelance news writer for us uh, at the Mirror Gaming. He's really excited about the, the prospect of potentially getting hands-on with Super Mario Wonder because it's like a four-player sort of like co-op uh, platforming game. Yeah. Um, they've not confirmed whether or not it, is, it will be playable at Gamescom. But on that note, I think you said about Starfield, it comes out two weeks later. What a perfect opportunity to finally get Starfield into people's hands. Show us how confident you are about this game. You just had a great Starfield Direct. Everyone is literally at the peak of their hype. And um, I'll be watching very closely to see whether or not they do make Starfield available to at least the press. Maybe not the public, but at least the press uh, at the end of August as part of Gamescom. Because if they don't, then that is going to send major alarm bells uh, ringing in my head. So in a way, I'm kind of like impressed that they are because they did have a big blowout for Summer Game Fest a couple of weeks back last month. And now it seems like, I doubt they'll go as big again. They're not going to have a showcase or anything. Um, obviously, Jeff Keighley has his opening night live uh, segment. But the fact that they're there at all, when they could just basically keep their heads low until the release of Starfield, I think it says a lot about how confident they are about that game and its state that it's in. Yeah, and the fact that Xbox and Bethesda are going, Starfield's got to be there, right? They've got. 100. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be there. Um, Aaron, are you just saying that, or do you just want to get your hands on it and play it yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, see, I'm, I can be nice about Xbox when it makes sense. And mm. this, like, we could be about. We're at the. This is a major turning point. Starfield could come out. We saw their 2024 lineup, and if they could just ride this wave. I'm being honest when I say, like, guys, you might not even need Activision for keep the 68 billion. I mean, yeah, if you do pull out of the deal, you've got to give Poppy Codic three billion, but eat the loss because Avowed's looking great. Uh, you know, all those games they showed in the showcase, but Starfield is the one, and Todd Howard and the team know know it. Yeah, um, I still think there's going to be a lot of bugs at launch. A game of that size, past precedent says there's going to be. If it's l- less buggy than Cyberpunk, they're onto a winner. <laughs> As sad as that has to say. <laughs> Less bugger than Cyberpunk is not a good bar, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to be well, not to derail us too much, but did you see a couple of weeks ago where a designer from CD Projekt Red was like, I, I think it, people gave us a hard time when Cyberpunk was, came out. It, wasn't that the quote was, it was fashionable to it, say that Cyberpunk was bad or something, was the quote. And then I just, um, on my Twitter, it was just constant screenshots of day yeah. one Cyberpunk, where it's like yeah. textures not loading in, like the game constantly crashing. Yeah, Aaron, I was there. Oh, I was, I was, I was in, him. I was in, I was there. I was in this, I was in Night City, and there was just people. <laughs> there was people floating on imaginary, uh, like imaginary steps and imaginary yeah. chairs, and there was people just like float. It was, it looked like Redfall, to be honest, like floating Whoa. vampires everywhere, and um, another Bethesda yeah. game. Um, but yeah, sorry, I think. Bethesda. Yeah, sorry, Bethesda, but yeah, I think Star- Starfield, you're right. Starfield had a great Starfield Direct, and it got me hyped. Um, but there are a few little alarm bells that are ringing that I've sort of wanted Ooh, to ignore, but I don't think I can. There's over a thousand planets. 
Only a hundred will have life. I know. According to Todd Howard. <laughs> that means there's 900 planets with nothing on it. But do you know the annoying thing is that they can just say that's scientifically accurate. Most yeah, planets I'm... don't have life <laughs> yeah. on them. And I mean... we should have we should have thought this at the time when he said, when they originally revealed Starfield, he went, thousand planets. Everyone was like, how are you going to make yeah. that work? And now we're a couple of months out from them just like, oh, I see. Right. Yeah, and I think the 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 phrase procedurally generated was dropped mm. as well, which we haven't we haven't heard before confirmed, which is the same technology they use in No Man's Sky, which sort of randomizes. It's basically a clever way of saying it randomizes like yeah. planet's resources and things. And um, yeah, I know I know it's technically realistic that not every planet would have a life on, but it's still like. So can you Ooh. go to every single planet in the game? Apparently. That's what they say. Yeah, because it's, it's like, still worth not like a little yeah. frog on each planet, so then you can say <laughs> <it's like> the... <laughs> Well, I mean, I suppose they could argue that there's like microbes that you can't mm. see or something, which technically wouldn't <laughs> yeah. mean there's life. People there. are there, they're just the the life is there, it's just invisible. They're just specks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just bits of carbon. The other the other alarm bell for me is that um there's no there's no ground vehicles. What at all, really? Just no. flight. No ground vehicles. So you have to walk everywhere in the planet. And to, to, <laughs> to go from place to place on a planet, like from point of interest to point of interest on a planet, you have to get back into your ship, go out of the atmosphere, and then come back in on that place that you want to. Yeah. See, like, which, stuff like this is like, yeah, point. okay, guys. Cutting which, some corners, aren't we? I mean, Tom, Tom, Tom in the chat is is as already said. We called it a few weeks back. Too good to be true. Starfield is shaping up to be what that you phrase that like Yoda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too good to be true. Always too today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to like. I've got my blinkers on a little bit with Starfield because I, I want it to be good so desperately. But but there are little things like that that are just making me think, okay, that's not the greatest thing to have in a game. But I think, uh, like, and I'm not saying you're doing this, Nathan, but people have got Starfield on this pedestal of, yes. like, it has to be the game of all time. I'm not saying just... I am on the... I'm putting it on the... I am putting it on the... I'll, oh, I'll, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are, yeah, yeah that's fine. I think but it could end... be one of the best games ever made. I think people are... Right. For... I think people are forgetting. Oh, I don't know about that because well, no, no, no. If it, people like Skyrim. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, I completely lost my train of thought now. That's Sorry. Annoying. Sorry. Oh, put it on that, a pedestal. Um, put on a pedestal. Oh yeah, that's it. People are forgetting that. However good this game is, however ambitious, however big in scope, it's still a game that's been made by people with hands that have a finite amount of time. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it yeah. cannot. There's no way they'd populate a thousand worth uh, worth of planets. And I'm I'm really interested to see. I mean, I say interested to see. I already know the answer. But you know how in like Mass Effect, you'll go to a planet, but that yep. planet is like four buildings. Yeah. Like you're not walking around like the size of like Earth, are you? Like oh, here's the yeah. to China. Here's that. Yeah, so like yeah. it's you know. Yeah. For all we know, that each planet could be absolutely tiny. Like they could be the smallest planets to ever exist. They're just calling it a planet when it's not really a planet. <laughs> a lot of Pluto. Uh, just to cut corners, yeah. And <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I understand satellite. your point, Nathan. You don't want to go in with like extremely high expectations in a way yeah. because you are you're trying to avoid being let down. Yeah. But if yeah, he absolutely. is, that's only because Bethesda has set those expectations. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. From everything they've said. Yeah. And now the they're trying to run it back. So long as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's not my fault. When was Starfield <laughs> announced? That that you've got to be getting yeah. for ten years for that. 
Yeah, that 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 is a, a it, it's been in the work for a long time. The first new IP for twenty five years. Um, yeah, that's what I said. I think um, Tom Tom Lynch again. I'm that wise. Well, yeah, you you called it. You 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 can speak like Yoda if you want to, Tom. You you called it straight away. Um, this game's been in production since mid twenty eighteen, apparently. Uh, according that's to that's not that Wikipedia. long. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. It's like a five-year dev cycle, which is by average these days. So for a thousand planets, I think um, I mean, Matt made a YouTube uh, a short on our YouTube channel. You can go check out where he talks about the fact that he thinks that's a ma- major oversight. The fact that it's going to be potentially a walking simulator if there's no like ground vehicles or anything. Yeah. And he said that planet-sized planets. And a couple of people commented saying Bethesda have never said planet-sized planets. So that I think that's a good point that you're making. Like, they've not actually referred to them as planet sized planets that you can explore they've just called them planets so i think they control how big that that planet is i suppose which is speaking about the size of the game and there's another question i want to ask you specifically nathan which i know you're interested in but like how big do we think the file size for starfield is like because do you know what i mean yeah it's got to be giving call of duty a run for its money what how what's the what's the modern warfare 2 wasn't it like Sorry, something ridiculous, like 190 gigs or something? To just speak monkey cells while I'm. Yeah. I mean, Star. Uh, I'll say Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I reviewed that. I think that's got like five or six planets, and that was like 150 gigs. It's uh, it's 100 gig Warzone. Uh, so if you if you download Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2, it's almost yep. 200 gig in size. Um, which I think is probably the biggest game. Starfield, I don't know. I don't know. But, I couldn't tell you, but but that, sure that's why they've just be. released. That's why they yeah. announced they're releasing a, a one terabyte Series S at the same announcement as the Starfield Probably. Direct. Like you're that's gonna need point. it. That's like it's not, it's not gonna fit on a 500 gig. Just yeah. start start drafting up the story already. That would be in the biggest <laughs> game of all time because you know what's gonna happen. Save yourself. Yeah. Some... Probably will be. Yeah. But to to your point of like the no land vehicles and stuff, Nathan. In in credit to to Bethesda, play devil's advocate. Like when Fallout 76 released. It felt like an incredibly dead world because the idea was it's just you and other people. Yeah. They're like other players. There are like no NPCs. And then gradually yeah. over time, they've added NPCs. They've added more quests. So I'm of the belief that if they really wanted to, they could add planets specifically designed later down the line for, um, you know, for road vehicles. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the potential for DLC is, uh, is mad. Um, so th- this is a planet here. Uh, if I just go back, uh, it actually said the name of the planet as well. Uh, this is Alpha Centauri. That's Earth, isn't it? I thought, yeah. Isn't Alpha yeah, Centauri it's... Earth? I've heard that before. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know what the main planet is. Called. Is it something? It begins with a oh, T. Isn't... The one that you start your adventure on, but isn't isn't Earth? They haven't confirmed this yet, so I don't know. But isn't Earth not there or something? Didn't they say that? I don't know, but um, it looks. No, I do, mate. I was too busy watching a woman steal all the sandwiches uh, and putting them on a bed. <laughs> Or whatever. Oh, here we go. So this is where New Atlantis is. So it looks like there's certain loading, that certain points you can actually land mm. uh, your craft. And there's a moon there, Lewis. There's your little, uh, there's your little Pluto <laughs> moon there. Um, so I mean, we don't know. Is the is the question? We we literally don't know how big the planets will be. Um, but yeah, Pl- Pluto. Do they t- teach Pluto in schools anymore as a planet? Because it got officially. <clears throat> Redesignated, like, didn't it? As a, it's a, a dwarf planet now. I Isn't think. it a satellite? Oh, didn't damn. they? Didn't they change oh, it, it to a satellite? Dwarf planet was called. Yeah. Maybe I they've updated they... it again. Maybe they've disrespected I... Pluto even more. 
oh, since me and Lewis were in school. Because <laughs> yeah, have a have a have a look, have a look. We'll uh, we'll do it live. Uh, it's real. It's re- Yeah, go on. No, no. Go. Oh, I was just gonna say because it's annoying, really, because how I remember Says. the planet names are. Mummy's vacuum eats manky junk, sucking up nasty parsnips. But Mummy's vacuum doesn't suck up anything now because Pluto's not a planet. Yeah. Anyway, the, yeah, the vacuum's broke. <laughs> it's a dwarf planet. Sorry, it's a dwarf planet. It is. A, it is a technically. So, is dwarf. it? Is it actually a planet though? It's technically still a planet. Just it's not partly. It's no longer big enough to be classed. Get as NASA a on the phone. Planet. What are you doing over there? <laughs> they, but he the, said, he said it's no longer a full slide. I don't think there's probably more dwarf planets, isn't there? So I doubt it's part of like the big. Yeah, it's like yeah, the big just... six in the Premier League. It's not part. Jasmine still watches. Yeah, yeah. Always comes back no to football with me. If Jasmine's yeah. still in the chat, I mean, she went to school not long ago. So if she could let us know if it was taught to her in school, um, she can let us know. Um, Will's in the chat. If they're selling it as a thousand planets, they should be huge. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, also says not just the corner of the map or a little ecosystem it's a planet they haven't specifically said planet-sized planets but you would you would assume that they are i would just hope that you can land anywhere on there rather than the selected points to be honest it's going to be very like handholdy and telegraphed like this isn't no man's sky because that is the problem with no man's sky like it's all procedurally generated and planets, yeah. as far as I understand it and can tell, they are pretty much planet sized because it just goes on and on. Yeah, and yeah, on. yeah. New, and that's yeah. not and that's not the experience that like um, that Bethesda really are interested in making. I wouldn't have thought, do you know what I mean? Well, like handcraft. Maybe that's why there's no uh, there's no. What did you call, what did you say earlier? It's my game. Uh, road vehicles. Like ground car. Yeah, vehicles, road vehicles. Yeah. Maybe you can only load the sense and then. Without row vehicles, you can walk a certain distance really before you board. So, yeah, yeah, bit of Final yeah. Fantasy sixteen. There, I know we've game. Got, got an advert. I'll just uh, I'll take. I mean, that brings <laughs> us on to the next topic, which is Sony not being there, which oh, is yeah. interesting because they're the only company, as far as we know, they're the only company who've got uh, hardware potentially coming this year with Project Q that which has already been announced, no release date yet. Um, but it will be, I'm pretty sure they've said pre-order this year. I'm pretty sure. Um, there's also really, really strong rumors that a PS5 Slim is coming. That's according to Microsoft's lawyers <laughs> who've said that yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Nintendo, Nintendo Switch 2 hasn't been announced yet, but you, you feel like that isn't going to come in time. So don't you feel like Gamescom 2023 would be a place to officially launch something like that? Or do you think they'd have their own showcase, potentially Sony, if they wanted to release a console? It's, it's interesting because Gamescom, like the, the clue's really in the name. Like it is about the games, and like from that I feel like you say that phrase every podcast. Oh, what it's about, about the, the games? games, guys? I need to get that on a <laughs> on like a t shirt, whatever. It's about. Funnily enough, this world, wild world of video games, are the games good? Forget what I can play them on. Forget what's coming out. Yeah. Are the games themselves good? Yeah. But um, like, and from that perspective, I can see why Sony probably aren't there because they've only got Spider Man like yeah. coming out in uh, October. All of a sudden. Which, the t- the tables are flipped. What's that quote on the U.S. office? How the turntables? How, how the turntables? Um, yeah, yeah. I, but, I feel um, like it was last month before the Xbox uh, event, before the Xbox showcase. We were talking like, what can you play on an Xbox? Like, there's nothing to play. PlayStation got all these great exclusives, and then a month later, we're like, PlayStation got no exclusives. What's gonna? What yeah. are we gonna play? Xbox's lineup is suddenly like really good. It it's changed so quickly. But, but let's let. 
let's get Xbox to get some of these games out first. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like Sony yeah. have got the track record. Like I mean, the clues are my name, guys. Resident Sony Pony, obviously. That's what you like calling me. But um, <laughs> but um, this is what I was hinting at earlier. Like Starfield is the game that could change the tide. I truly believe that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. There's no t- two bones about it. I'm, it sucks that PlayStation have only got one first party AAA single player game coming out this year. Last mm. year we had Horizon and God of War. Now we've only got Spider Man, and that's why they've technically tried to align themselves closely with Final Fantasy 16. It is an yeah. exclusive. It wasn't made by them, but it is an expensive title. The problem is, is that that's already out now. So yeah, uh, in the boardroom, Jim Ryan's going. Oh yeah, I know we got Project Q, but we can't actually work out what to call Project Q yet. So it's probably not a good look if we do turn up and say. Here's Project Q. Like, just put a name on the thing. Like, how hard is yeah. it? Do you know how many people you got yeah. working over there? Mark Cerny, you're a smart guy. You created the PS3, PS4, and PS5. Surely you can name yeah. the, the dual screen. Call it, there you go. Call it the dual screen. Oh, the dual there you screen. go. Uh, Aaron, I'd, I'd trademark that as quickly as possible. Should I trademark um, that? They'll come yeah. pay me for the, got the, the dual name. sense, the dual screen. Oh, the dual sense edge. Work. Yeah, the dual screen. Just call screen it the edge. PS5 handheld. Well, yeah, but it's not te- yeah. handheld. Implies that it runs games where this thing actually yeah, doesn't. That's, that's why I feel like screen. It's like very clear. Maybe that's what they're trying to yeah. avoid as well. It's that's not true. even a QLED screen, is it? So the fact that no, it's called Project Q, I'm like, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, Connor is in the chat. Hi, Connor. Thanks so much for joining. Uh, they say love the titles this week. I'm guessing he meant this week. Um, and I'm guessing he means the Resident Sony Pony and EAFC expert. Yeah. Titles what would your there. title be, Nathan? What would your... I, don't, I didn't have time before we went live. I just Starfield was... number one fan, something like I that. I can or... change it live if you want. Yeah, I might change it a bit, <laughs> a bit later on, a bit later on in the show. Yeah, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, in terms of in terms of Gamescom, uh, obviously you mentioned about the Starfield potentially being playable there. Forza Motorsport, they're gonna um, that might I show off as well. Forza Motorsport, yeah, yeah that Forza is Motorsport. a big game. Yeah, don't... you you were one of the first to see the gameplay. I, I know. I know. Yeah, we've got a video on our channel uh, where Aaron saw the ga- Forza Motorsport gameplay for the first time, one of the first ever to see it. Not it, it was it was being played on an Xbox Series X dev kit about three feet away from me. Oh. So take with that what you will. I've never seen a Series X dev kit before. It was quite. It's just a black box basically. But oh really? Interesting. <laughs> Need to get our hands on one of them. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you're expecting from Gamescom that we can get excited about with all these big companies? Is there anything that you're prepared to put your go on the line with and Elden Ring DLC? Oh, Jeff Keighley originally announced. Um, wasn't didn't he make known the? Oh no, I think that came from from Soft Direct. But he's had yeah. a he basically he revealed Armored Core, Armored Core Six, which is coming out this year. And like I said, Jeff Keighley's got his opening night live. And historically, there's not been announcements as big as those at um, Summer Game Fest or even uh, the Game Awards, but. I feel like a, a a major DLC announcement, and he's in good with um, uh, yeah, the FromSoft guys as well as Hideo Kojima. So I think we could see Elden Ring DLC announced. Whether or not it'll be at the show, probably not. Lies of P was there last year, yeah, uh, when I was at Gamescom, and that's like a Souls-like game, and there's a demo available for it now, and that's still not out yet. So mm-hmm. it is within the realm of possibility that it's playable uh, a, a year out from release. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a big announcement. That we could see if I had to guess. Have you, have you played Elden Ring, Aaron? No, I've, I've still not jumped no. in. I've seen it played like a around a mate's house. He was playing it in front of me. It looks beautiful, like the cape yeah. physics. Oof. Yeah. But, the no, the, the environments like and the design of uh, like the level design is just like every new area you go to. It's just absolutely like phenomenal. Um, 
and I, I'm currently I'm on the last boss, and I, I'm just stuck. I just can't beat the last boss. Oh, um, I hate that. Yeah, so I'm going round and round in circles. Um, it, it's Elden Beast. I just can't. I just can't. I can't. It's just too big and fat. I just can't. I've, like, have you yeah, thought about putting can't. on the Elden Ring and surely that'll help you win? Does that not buff you? Like... Well, the, the whole point of the game <laughs> is that you're trying to destroy the Elden Ring. Uh, right, right. So, yeah. Um, basically, the Elden Beast is just a reincarnation of the Elden Ring's power, essentially. Yeah, ah, okay. I don't think that's a spoiler, but I think people. I mean, the know. game's been out for so yeah, long now. Yeah, it? yeah, it's been out. So, um, but yeah, there are things called rune arcs in the game where you get like a, it's like a boost where you can boost yourself for a limited amount of time. Um, and I have tried that and that's still not worked. So isn't the like plan for you to try and... Well, essentially, yeah. Yeah, Lewis. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Isn't the plan for you to try and beat Elden Ring before Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty and Starfield get here, Nathan? That's the... Well, the plan initially was beat Elden Ring... <laughs> Then, then jump into Tears of the Kingdom, which I've not touched oh, yeah. yet since we had that live stream. <laughs> Tears wow. of the Kingdom. I haven't touched the new Zelda game since we did the live stream, and I managed to get to yeah. the final boss or the final area. Um, yeah, and then then you've got the Phantom Liberty DLC, and then then you've got the the Elden Ring uh, DLC as well. So there's the, which, those coming out that I want to play, which I don't think is confirmed for this year. Just FYI, no. like they no. didn't say when it's coming out. Just that it's in the works, kind of thing. But if yeah. if I was them, I'd want it out as soon as possible. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you put it before or after Armor Core Six, but mm-hmm. I think there are different enough games where yeah. you know it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if anyone has beaten Elden Ring and they can give me tips for Elden Beast, please get in touch on the chat. I'll leave a comment, please. I'm struggling. I just can't. What, I just have can't you ever tried it. following like a, a YouTube tutorial about how to beat the Lewis, final boss? Of course I have. Of course <laughs> I have. I'm, hours. I've watched hours of YouTube tutorials. Hours and, and hours every, and hours. Pausing every three seconds and just copying their exact move. <laughs> with, I think the thing with Elden Ring is that you can have so many different builds and different weapons and you can customize your character in certain ways where you can have you can have different levels and they give you different powers and things and different weapons have different effects depending on what level you are and there are easy ways to do this particular boss if you're a sorcerer to use certain incantations but i've always always gone for the melee melee build sort of thing um so I don't know what it is about these type of games, but I, I never go for the magic element of it. I, I, don't, I just don't, I don't find that gameplay very satisfying. I always go for like the sword and shield gameplay that I've, I'm just used to. I find that way more satisfying. Maybe that it's made it harder for myself, but um, that's where. Speaking I, of sword, magic and sounds a bit more. Uh... Magic sounds a bit more dangerous and helpful than a sword and shield, to be honest. So yeah, but that would mean re redo my whole character, which is just so long at this stage. Um, can you can you do that? Can you change your you can't change your class once a campaign started, or you can? You can you can you can oh, just okay. you can just change it all up. You can change like you can reallocate your points and stuff. You need something called a larval tier to do that, but you can you can do it. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd rather be like a sorcerer than like a, a humble knight with a sword and shield. You know. Yeah. Uh, th- let's get you streaming it, Lewis. Let's get you. Uh, let's oh get you on yes, the thing. please. Let's, uh, have you have you ever have you ever played Elden Ring or seen anyone anyone play it? No, I haven't. No, no, no I you never. Should. I think you should. So th- these are the videos of what I mean. This is way off topic now, guys. So I'm, I really hope <laughs> Xbox is coming to Gamescom. What more do you need to know? I really yeah. hope that you're enjoying this segue. But th- this is the cheese with um with magic. Uh, for anyone who's 
this is the Elden Beast we're looking at. Yeah, this is the Elden Beast. Yeah. So these are the sort of things you can do with magic. Uh, uh, is he going to do, do magic? It makes it look so easy. I don't think they even get hit. Oh, okay. It does get hit. Yeah, look, that's the sort of magic they're doing. It just doesn't feel very, like, I don't know. Does it feel too easy in a way? Like, you yeah. feel like it would be a lot easier like that. Yeah, I've watched so many of these videos, guys. Honestly, I just can't. I just can't do it. So, if there's anyone in the in the chat who knows how to beat Elden Beast, please let me know, and I'll be forever in your debt. Um, <laughs> the the only th other thing I could do is there's something you can you can do to call other players from other games that want to help you out. Um, so I might do that and just hope that they know how to how to beat this uh, this last boss. But that feels if, if you had a PS5, you could just leave Elden Ring and play Demon Souls. Yeah, I know, Get back but. To I'm so close. I just, I just, <laughs> and I just need to finish. His it. Life is on hold until he finishes. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. even. I, I can't even pick up my switch until I finish this. Honestly, I just can't. I, I, just I am surprised. I'm shocked you haven't really touched Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, it's, it's just having two massive games on the go. I just can't. I just can't do it because yeah. my brain. But I need to be fully invested in something, um, especially with the limited time I've got as well uh, outside work and stuff. And yeah, it's just easier to do that. Um, and talking about limited time, we've only got a limited amount of time until we see Diablo 4 Season 1, Aaron, because they're going to be announcing the start date for Diablo 4 Season 1 in a, in a, a there's his merch, he's got the merch. Um, they're going to be announcing uh, the Diablo 4 Season 1 start date in a live stream tomorrow evening at 7pm BST, I want to say, I think. 7 um, a.m. if i'm not mistaken is it is it 7 a.m bst oh yeah yeah look at that let's have a little let's just, have a little look shall we? we're consummate professionals on this channel so it's 2 p.m edt yeah. uh according to the post by pez radar which is adam fletcher um Adam Fletcher is the Global Community Development Director. Oh, I can't view tweets when I'm not signed in anymore. Thanks, Elon. Thanks, Elon, um, for that. Well, you could do EDT uh, to the PSG conversion. That's, that's 7 p.m. That's 7 I'm oh, sure 7 it was... PM. It is 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, there you go, then. You're, you're right. Aaron, you need to log on Q, mate, and update Aaron. Uh, I need to log on <laughs> Q. <laughs> if anyone's Adam watching... Adam Fletcher, you've done me. Yeah, if if uh, any of the mirror gaming teams didn't, <laughs> I, can, I can do it as we're talking. Don't worry, I can do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you very much. Um, I don't know what me and Lewis are going to talk about with Diablo Four. You're the you're the Diablo Four expert. No, yeah, um, I can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Diablo Four um is set to dish out uh season one later this week in a big hour long developer live stream. Uh, it's been an absolute raging success uh, after its launch on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC at the start of June. Um, and Daha players have been clamming for more ways to dive into the end game. Um, there's been a few server issues and some hot fixes released, and there was a big patch uh, last week or the week before as well. Uh, but season one is what most players are wanting more details on. And according to um, according to a global community developer that we cannot uh, we cannot see at the moment on on Twitter. <laughs> Um, live stream begin at 7 p.m. BST tomorrow. Uh, what are you expecting from the show? Um, obviously, you're expecting the season one release date, but what what season one juicy deets are you, are you wanting to see, Aaron? 
Yeah, it's it's weird now because like this is going to be the only period in Diablo 4's life cycle where uh, there's not going to be a season like attached to it. So, and obviously the reason Activision Blizzard did that is so people can get used to how this version of Diablo feels, get a better sense of the world, um, and all that jazz. And uh, it's Diablo is the sort of game that attracts like a very dedicated and diehard like user base. So they're very feverish, shall we say, for Diablo 4 Season 1, which, as we say, they've already led up, to, uh, they've already mentioned in the lead up to the release that is coming sometime in mid-July. Well, now we've got this developer live stream coming uh, tomorrow at 7pm BST. Um, and uh, it's basically, they, what they've said is that the first 15 minutes are going to be taken up by Diablo Immortal, which is a mobile game that caused obviously loads of controversy like do you guys not have phones like that classic moment um and um yeah and then the rest of the live stream is going to be taken up they reckon it's going to go for 60 minutes so that leaves 45 minutes for them to not only detail obviously when and what time like the date specifically and what time it goes live worldwide for people diablo 4 season one but obviously what's included as well and they've already said that it's going to include new mechanics potentially which i'm in intrigued in because how are you going to change the fundamental mechanics of the game compared to when you're not playing in a season um and also storylines as well so um obviously if you're new to diablo it, it probably came as quite of a shock to you to learn that you're not going to be able to take your current character into the new season you'll have to start a season from level one essentially and certain uh waypoints and objectives across the map are, are going to reset entirely so that includes strongholds dungeons waypoints uh everything apart from the altars of lilith i believe but your map will still stay like out of the fogs, you can tell uh, where everything is already. You need to have beaten the campaign already in order to access the seasonal journey, which makes up Diablo 4 Season 1. Um, so anyway, to stop to stop harping on, sick of the sound of my own voice, we're going to get the release date, we're going to get the start time, but also this will be the first time that we get a proper look at what a Diablo 4 battle pass and how that's going to function. So we already know there's going to be 100 tiers to the battle pass. 63 are only unlockable if you pay for it, but 27 uh, are free to everybody and um yeah the battle pass is is a go when season one arrives is exciting and the battle pass is cosmetic only is important yeah. to point out so it's not pay to win even though it's primarily a pve game but there are pvp elements but yeah you can't you know only cosmetics what why would they make people make new characters for season one what's the reason behind that this is something, so I've played Diablo 3, I've, I've beat it through twice, but I've never engaged in this season journey, but this is how it usually happens. Right, and it is, okay. and in Diablo 4, it's tied to like a currency called Renown, which relates to the, the dominance, dominancy of the map. Because the weird thing is, is like if you enter the first season with like a level 80 or a level 100 character, which is the max, there's just going to be no incentive for you to want to tick off these objectives. Right. And from everything I've read around it, from everything I've written up about it, it's Activision Blizzard's way of making the game feel new again or as new as possible because it's kind of like it's a season each season is kind of like a director's cut of the campaign like you can just go and do the story again if you want but along the way there's going to be more things to see like storylines more mechanics to engage in they've not spoken to this yet but maybe we're going to get some extra skill tree options per per each class which may affect what the best build for a character is again they've not said this um They've kept us so in the dark. It's literally like 
a season's going to last for three months. Okay, so we'll get four seasons a year beginning from uh, middle of this month. And it's coming in mid-July. And every and we're going to get new storylines and mechanics. And that is literally all they've said. The only other thing that the associate game director, Joseph Piapora, who, who I did get the chance to interview a couple of times, actually, has said, he's like, it, they're not classifying it as an extension, uh, extension, expansions. They're not expansions. It's just kind of like people that are interested in running through the campaign and craving more endgame content. That is what the season seasonal journey is for. So essentially, they know that people have leveled up to a certain amount now. And if they just launch season one with all the new objectives, people are already too heavily buffed to care yeah. about the new objectives, essentially. is what For sure, done. yeah. They want to give you an incentive, right? And Because um, mm. you'll just burn through the new content uh what little new content there is going to be really mm. uh with your yeah. like level 100 character as opposed to you know but but they do let you skip the main campaign so if you just so when season one arrives at the beginning you'll have a choice to just skip to the end so that every you don't have to worry about main main oh, campaign okay. content if you want but your character is still going to be relatively leveled and that includes access to your mount as well which which is an important factor they're not because yeah. usually in the main campaign you need to reach act four in order to gain access to your horse so they are making it easy for you to get around and tackle whichever objective whichever new storyline you want to you want to engage in but um they don't want to just completely drop you in over leveled and for you to have no incentive to play through a season at all because at the end of the day what they're trying to incentivize you to do let's let's call it like it is guys they want you to ideally pay for the battle pass look at look at these cool cosmetic items and uh as far as i understand it again we'll know for sure when the live stream happens tomorrow i don't believe that certain cosmetic items are tied to certain classes because that's not how the majority of gear pieces work currently in Diablo 4. Um, it reminds me a lot of, and obviously you guys, well, Nathan, you're familiar with Fortnite. Uh, I don't, I bet FIFA's its own thing, but it's sounding like I got big into Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War when that first came out. And similarly, how you could unlock the battle pass without no, without any money, just through doing tasks in the game. And, you know, you'd unlock three things, be like, oh, but that character's cool. And if I get a little more, if I get a few more COD points, I can unlock that. That seems to be the carrot and stick method that the Diablo 4 seasons are designed around. Yeah, there's something very similar in foot, isn't there, with the, the season progress and the more matches and objectives you play, you earn more packs and, and special players as well and stuff. So yeah. I think it's a really clever way of, of doing of doing things like that. Um, and with each new season, it's completely reset. So there's new items to get and stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a really, really clever way of doing it. Um, from from someone who is a, a big fan of Diablo games um, and speaking speak of someone who's never played one, um, I've been quite surprised about just how big Diablo 4 has become. I mean, I was watching um, a Hot Ones episode. Um, oh, right. And they were sponsored by Diablo 4. Um, and I was like, such like a a worldwide appeal of hot ones as like a yeah. you know a youtube channel and a youtube episode for for them to be you know camp for them to have a campaign on that channel and on that particular segment is a big deal and i've seen it on billboards and and loads of, they, they've really good. marketed it yeah they've marketed it really really well there was that limited that's... edition guitar there was oh, megan fox yeah. telling you yeah I mean, yeah. So, do you think that? <laughs> do you think that that's the reason why it's so popular? Or do you think it's that mixed with other things? Because it feels like a lot more, like I don't want to say, sort of a lot more non-Diablo four players are jump non-Diablo players yeah. jumping into Diablo four more than more so with other iterations yeah. in the Diablo series. What? Why do you think that is? 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I do think they have gone really aggressive with the marketing. Like we're talking multiple millions of pounds or dollars, whatever, have been poured into making you know about this game, uh, which is quite ballsy considering like the time in which it released, like in between Zelda and Final Fantasy 16, like they really hedged their bets. But I think it's twofold. For one thing, as I'm always going to say, the game is good. It's like a really satisfying and addictive gameplay loop. It's just because originally Diablo was a PC game and you know the the old gamer joke is that diablo before world of warcraft was like really took off it was like diablo was the game where you just sit hunched over at your laptop or your pc constantly clicking 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 and making the numbers go up well diablo 4 is the the first time that the game has also come to playstation and xbox as well as pc so you're obviously going to attract an audience that maybe weren't there on day one and caught up in the excitement for previous diablo games like diablo 3 um and uh and uh, other than that, I think it's kind of, it's, yeah, like I said, it's it's just a really good game. They poured lots of marketing money in it and uh, it's it's a really, really good game. <laughs> what else can you say? Diablo 4, get it played. Five out of five. It's all about gaming. the games, guys. It's, oh, I'm never going to live that down, am I? <laughs> <laughs> that, it's true though, isn't it? If you've got a good game, does, it doesn't matter, you know, what genre of game it is, what type of game it is. If it's a good game, yeah. you will get that that appeal. Um, well, this this is the first like live serviceified version of the game yeah. as well, so I think that's people a, love a, live a service core component. Games, don't they, these days. Well, but you joke, but like I'm not the live service game guy. Like I put 150 hours mm. into the original Destiny, which I'm aware is not a lot compared to Nathan's Football Manager track record, anyway. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Lewis um, will probably have more than me because yeah, <laughs> I don't want to bring up any trauma. Yeah. Or, or what was it? The guy who played Jay from the Inbetweeners who was playing it during the birth of his child. He was playing Football Manager, which came oh, out yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was on the red carpet, good. wasn't it? He did that interview, yeah. 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 Um, so I feel like but th- like this is a rare example of like a live service game where it isn't about, it's not an Apex Legends, it's not a Valorant, it's not about killing the other component. It's about working together and as a team and having yeah. the world feel alive. It's PvE live service, which again, Destiny did a little bit of as well. That like that was a main yeah. focus. So I feel like from an outside perspective, it's less um, intimidating, hence why it's easier for people to, to get in on the action. Even though, as I wrote in a piece this past weekend, you know, there's no reason why Diablo 4 shouldn't have an all- offline mode, in my opinion, like because mm. sometimes server connection issues uh, can be a bit annoying just getting on to it yeah and just like we see with other games like fortnite for example and also destiny when there is an update the game goes down completely and it's just not playable which is not a good experience um for anyone um which is also it always seems like a strange thing that they need to take the game completely offline to update it and then put it back on because that's not something that happens for example with call of duty you can play the you know call of duty up until the new season download the update and then you go back in same with fifa you can continue to play fifa if there's a major update and then download it after it just just seems strange yeah. that they do it that way around what well, well i think that's the ultimate goal for the guys at activision blizzard mm. um is to update the game without taking it off offline if you know what i mean and for just yeah. you to download the update and then you're cool to like log log on but yeah. i think because the game's still so new they haven't quite worked out the kinks yet and you know there were some major issues around launch having said that though like i think yeah, if you purchased the game day one and you wanted to get in that week, it would have been very frustrating. But mm. anyone who picked up the game after, like when the hype cycle continued to build, um, it's been mostly a smooth experience so far. But, you know, the new season comes in mid-July. Let's see. That, I mean, hopefully we'll get details about whether the game needs some downtime for the new season to roll out. Hopefully not. Yeah. But uh, only time will tell, 
Yeah, absolutely. But that uh, we can look forward to that live stream, which is happening tomorrow at 7 p.m., I think. We've confirmed that. On 7 the, uh, is that what yeah. the article says, Nathan? Are you reading it? Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to check? I can 7 p.m. 7 p.m. BST. Uh, I don't think yeah. it's updated yet. Uh, it just needs a, a few minutes to uh, to update. Um, but yeah, 7 p.m. BST on the Diablo YouTube channel. You can watch that developer update, and we'll, I'm sure, we'll have a piece out on when the new season starts and all the details and stuff um, tomorrow. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, but I think I think that's all we got time for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I cannot believe you haven't noticed my little headline thing. I've had it in for quite a while. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't even notice. Yeah. I changed mine as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, there, you <laughs> there you go. Live, change it live. Yeah, no, that's that's a pretty good one. I should have I should have used that one actually. I've just um, been swept up in all the Diablo Four hype that uh, oh, you know, I yeah. can't even. Yeah, you've got the merch. You've got you've got everything. That's yeah. it. That is yeah. it. Is there any like specialist in Diablo for controllers or anything? I'm sure. I'm, wouldn't you snap th- them up? There was like a limited edition Xbox Series X, but it was that annoying thing where it, it's not just off the shelf to buy. You've got an enter oh, like a, a draft, and yeah. they only make like five of them, and then they're like, "Oh, look, a new Xbox is coming out." Like, yeah, of course it is, guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, if you're watching uh, Activision Blizzard, make some special edition Diablo Four stuff, and Aaron will snap it, snap them up. Uh, off your hands, uh, and a bit more cash, at least. Yeah, well, I mean, they need to fund their uh, Activision that well, they don't need to, <laughs> they're being bought out, so they probably don't need the money because they're getting a big old check, apparently. Uh, in the next few, well, who knows where they'll go through, but I am well, going de- decision go. next week on the FTC Ooh. case, that's when it's expected. So, on next week's podcast, you know, Nathan may or oh. may not be here to discuss, but it could be a big show. Yeah, absolutely. I might be phoning in from somewhere next week. Uh, that is all yeah. I'm going to say. Um... Barbados from the beach. That's how much this man enjoys talking about games, people, even on holiday. No, I'm yeah, no, I'm not. Go- I wish I was. I'm not going on holiday, unfortunately. Uh, but I will be doing something cool and I can let you guys know if I can. Um, but thank you so much um, for coming on, Aaron Lewis. It's been a really cool podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, and thank you, Lewis, for joining us so quickly after your breaker today uh, with the EA Sports FC 24 release date leak. Thank you so much for jumping on uh, and talking to us about that. Uh, as Aaron said, we'll see you next week on the Mirror Gamer walkthrough where we're expecting the FTC decision potentially to be announced by then. Uh, we'll have to see. We can always talk, always talk about that and see what else is happening in games media and the general games industry as well uh, over the next week. I'm sure there'll be stuff happening. Uh, but for this week, uh, I've been Nathan, uh, the Mirror Gaming editor. Um, thank you, Aaron, again. Thank you, Lewis, again, for a wonderful show. We will see you guys next week on the Mirror Gaming walkthrough at 4pm BST. Uh, have a good week and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you later.